Welcome to the 28th edition of Make Pro Wrestling with Jessica again. I am your new Majestic Champion of the World, Tiger Height. And before we kind of get through this, so what happened was at Crown Jewel, the title became vacant. And then on Saturday, which I guess is yesterday, Bound for Glory, it became no longer vacant. Yes, uh, because that's kind of how that works. Yes. Anyway... Uh, let's talk about Crown Jewel. Yeah, blood money! Yeah, um, I was incredibly disappointed that they did not have a cool elaborate entrance, but... Oh, oh, cry. That's being very nitpicky. Oh, cry. And, and apparently now it's all... It, it's a pay-per-view that's congruent to... It, it's, a, it's a canon pay-per-view. Let's yes. just call it what it is. It really is. Anyway, let's talk about probably the best match of the show by like a Oh, yes. Uh, Edge, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. This... With the first female referee to ever officiate a match in Saudi Arabia. Yes, and she had to wear a bunch of crap because, you know, Saudi Arabia. Yay, inclusion! Yes, um, wasn't it this match or was it the next match that had the be a star thing in Saudi Arabia and the irony was not lost upon us? <laughs> I have no idea. Do you remember that? It's yeah. Like, wait, that was really funny. But anyway, uh, this match was awesome. They had put the uh, great drama, very well paced, a little long. I think, yeah. personally. But I thought overall... I'm hoping that this rivalry it is It has over. to be done. If it's not done, then they're ruining it. They're, they're over-egging the pudding. Exactly. I thought they were over-egging the pudding after SummerSlam. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I think a trilogy had to happen. I mean, I guess. It was great. Edge won with a curb stomp to Rollins, which I thought was a nice little tasty ending there. Yep. And Edge won, and I think he needed it more than Rollins. Rollins oh, yeah. did not need to win. Edge yeah. needed to win. So right. Hopefully we'll move on from this rivalry. Obviously we'll make pro wrestling with Jessica again because you know WWE will fuck it up. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah. In our next match, actually, this one was the most... I was more excited about this match than a lot of the rest of the matches. On so the if this match took place anywhere else besides Saudi Arabia, it would be on main event. Yes. And that's primarily where well, this... It happened on SmackDown the night after, too, because they're lazy. Oh, that's right. They were. There's some lazy booking right there. Yeah, it's lazy booking. Um, but... Mansoor, Mustafa Ali... We first... obviously know who won this match. Yes. Uh, the first two Muslims to compete against each other in WWE, which is, I guess, neat. Um, I don't know why Mustafa Ali was wearing enough eyeliner to make a brat's girl blush, but he did, and it looked really bad. Yeah, he was wearing a lot of eyeliner. Like, it was noticeably annoying Yeah, a lot of eyeliner. And Mansoor won with the moonsault. I mean, I thought it was a good match. It was I thought, okay. I thought it was paced well, and I thought they told a decent story. I mean, you know? there isn't really much to go along with it, but, you know, they, they, it they, was it they, was they, just they, a feel-good match. Right. They did the best of what they could do. Sure. <laughs> or whatever WWE decides to give them. Yes, and then they then they destroy it. All right, I love the entrance of this. So... Uh, Raw Tag Team Champions, obviously. Oh, Stop I hated the entrance for really? this. I did not like the camel. No. You did not like the camel? Nope. I loved the camel. Nope. That was the, the coolest part of the entrance. I mean, it's something that Riddle would do, but it's just, it's not, it's, I don't know. It was just, it. You're such a party pooper. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. I watched actually good wrestling. I mean, it wasn't a bad match, though. I don't know why you hate on this match. I mean, they're still booking Omos really strong, and it was, you know, 
It was good. But at the same time, once again, we had this match like twice already. Yeah, I'm pretty sick of this. This is not trilogy-level match. Right. There's... I, I, this is okay. Here's here's the match. It happened. Right. Whoop-de-doo. This is a pay-per-view. Like, let's... If, if they did this on Raw, I wouldn't have cared. Right, because I don't watch on, it. They did this on a pay-per-view. Right, they took up time out of my day <laughs> in order to do this. <laughs> Like, you have one rematch, and that's fine, and they did, and they lost. Why did you have it again? Because like, they're lazy. No other, I guess no other tag team is important, which will I'll, I will completely bitch about when we make this shit with Jessica again. Oh, yeah. Because this is not that hard. No. Oh, and also, if you're just wondering, I don't know how anybody could possibly care, Randy Orton and Riddle won. So... Uh, let's talk oh, about, let's talk about this. So this uh, this exceeded my expectations. We're so we're showcasing do drops Lena Vega Queen's Crown. Go ahead. We're showcasing the women. Yet all the matches that led up to this were under three minutes. Yes, yes. And I had a big problem with that. This match was longer, and it exceeded my expectations. They actually did okay. It was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. It I, was okay, and the I, I expected the, this. I expected this match to shit the bed, but it didn't shit the bed. But the it pissed the bed. It you didn't shit your pants. You pissed your pants. I well, mean, <laughs> is it really that much better? Kind of. You can at least save a piss. You can't save a thing that's been shit on. That's true. But so, um, and anyways, so now I was not a big fan of the winner. Of this match. Also, the irony of Zelina Vega, who left the company on really bad terms and called for unionization, deleted the tweets, came back, won this. She is so toothpaste. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. She sold out. She totally sold out. Now, what I like about AEW is that they actually brought Andrade El Idolo and Malachi Black as a tag team now. <laughs> the irony is not lost upon me. This is amazing. Oh, it's great. Oh, I'm so excited. But, um, you know, I, I kind of assumed Zelina was going to win. I think Dewdrop should have won, though. Yeah. I feel like that if, if it wasn't going to be Shayna Baszler, it had to have been Dewdrop. Well, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they didn't do it with Shayna. I, I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know why either. It doesn't really matter. It's it's a stupid fucking crown. A stupid idea from stupid creative. If, if they if they had at least for like a title, that's one thing. But they did. It's it's not. It's just for a stupid little crown. Zelina Vega won with her little code red that she's doing now. Like I said, it ex- it exceeded my expectations. But, but my not... expectations were not very high to begin with. No, it was passable. That's the best I can say. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was going to be the shit to bed match, but actually, it was fine. It was. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't great. It was fine. It was fine. Goldberg, Bobby Lashley in a no-holds-barred, false-count-anywhere So match. that actually helped because obviously Goldberg can't do shit. And they told a really good story leading up to this. It I was will, okay. It I'll, was I'll it was a very basic. Some very basic stuff. Well, sometimes basic. Sometimes no, the simpler you go, the better it is. No, it it just it's it's so rehashed and it's so stupid. It's they like haven't done it in a while. They have. They I'm do it all be, the I'm, fucking time. I'm trying to give them the benefit of a de- of the doubt. Come on. Oh my god, it's my job to eviscerate the storylines leading up to this. The storyline was so boring. They did nothing to make me care about Goldberg's son. 
Uh, that's true. I mean, he hasn't shown up on TV. They didn't do, like, an interview with him. Right. Why, why didn't they do something with him? Right. Why didn't they, like, why didn't they bump do, like, it like, up? Why didn't they do it, like, with um, Cedric Alexander and Sean Benjamin, like, going to, like, Goldberg's house or something? Or like, going, to Golden, go, going to Goldberg's son's school or whatever. Right. That'd be cool. <laughs> you know, try to intimidate. I really wish they did a little bit more with the Hurt Business being involved, like, them all beating right. up Goldberg and then Goldberg rising to the occasion like right. the Phoenix. That would have been a great spot, but no, they just get eliminated immediately. Look like a bunch of dorks. Yeah, and, and that's Lashley, it. And Bobby Lashley got speared off of the platform through a couple of tables. I actually liked that spot a lot. It looked really. It good. was okay. And Goldberg won. And there we he, go. And it was fine. I hope we. And I hope to God that this is it. Yes, I I hope so. If they continue with this, they're over egging the pudding, which we will talk about quite a bit. Yes, because <laughs> I feel like they will. <laughs> I feel like they will. <laughs> All right, King of the Ring, Finn Balor and Xavier Woods. These two made this King of the Ring feel special. They have they have some pretty good chemistry. They have good chemistry, and also they uh, Xavier Woods especially really kind of drove home how important this was to him. Right. So it made him winning this feel that much more special. Right. And I think that's what was missing from the Queen's Crown. Right. Is where is that? Where is that passion that Xavier Woods gave for the King? Right, of the Ring? exactly. That's what was missing, and we saw it here. And these two had a good match, very well paced. Yeah. Um, and Xavier, and the right person, one hundred million percent, won with yeah, Xavier Woods. Yeah. And it was a good match. You know, diving elbow, really well paced. Uh, no interferences. It nope. just made sense. Yep. And everybody was happy. I I personally loved this match. I don't know. It's kind of hard to like really break this shit down because like my brain fried, and also that was like three days ago. I know, right? <laughs> All right, WWE Championship match: Drew McIntyre versus Big E. This I like this match. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the storyline going up to the yeah, match. Yeah, the storyline was it a was little... it was kind of it is kind of the same song and dance that Drew McIntyre has been talking about for the past like year and a half. I'm like, "Okay, Drew, I'm fucking sick of this shit." Right, like it was cool and it was fine and it's not like you're a bad wrestler, but come on, let's like let's, let's like stop with your sob story, okay? Right. I don't really care. And also, well, okay, I'm going to bitch about that later, but these two at least had like heat going into it. I just didn't like them like wrestling two tag team matches going into it. Right. I kind of wish they did the fighting stuff right before. Right. Or do like a big pull apart or right. something like that. That would have been really cool, but they didn't do that. Right. At the very least, the match was good. And I was okay yeah. with that because you knew this match was going to be good. Oh, yeah. And the right person won. Biggie yes. continuing on with this. He is not a paper champion or a waste of a champion. Right. He, deserves this right and he's been putting on great matches right so um and obviously it was big ending a great big big ending by the way yeah these two have great chemistry oh yeah give me this trilogy and i'm watching it all day long right not gonna happen but no well because one is on the other show now which once again they kind of backed themselves into a corner oh shit a really good match what's gonna happen now oh let's have drew McIntyre go back to raw and face him again all right not like, gonna happen then what the fuck Anyway, Biggie won. Hooray. He's still champion. Drew McIntyre's on SmackDown. Oh, okay. fuck this match. Okay. Um, I liked... I, I really liked the match. But the problem was... Well, do you just want to talk about the whole Charlotte Flair-Becky Lynch thing Let's now? just talk about it right now because... We, 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 have, we have Becky Lynch here. This really started what happened. 
So this is the second year that WWE has done this. Mm-hmm. WWE decides that, oh, if you have one person on one brand, one person on the other brand, they're holding the championships for the opposite brands. Let's just exchange the titles, and then that'll count as a start of a new championship reign. Right. Um, Charlotte. So, so last year they did it for the tag team championships. But this year was a little bit different yes. because Charlotte did not like the idea of just swapping the titles. And, I, and I don't like the idea of swapping titles. I don't think anybody likes the idea of swapping fucking championship belts. Charlotte wanted... It's so Charlotte, stupid. Charlotte wanted to drop this belt to Bianca, Bianca Blair on, fr- on Monday. She wanted to lose to Bianca clean on Monday. Because she wasn't going to be here. And if they and then there was the double title talk that would have been great for SmackDown going. That's what I was. Page. That's what I was thinking. You know, have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair keep the titles because the next fucking pay per view is Survivor Series, and that's when you traditionally have the Raw Women's Champion face the event. SmackDown Women's that, Champion. That's a big main event. Make that the main event, but make it for the double titles. Right, and that's fine. Like Becky Lynch, Hello? Becky Lynch did it before. You would think they would figure, uh, fucking figure this out, right? Jesus no. Christ, man! I mean, so Charlotte, um, you, so, so anyway, uh, Becky Lynch had a problem with this, and she, Becky Lynch is a woman who wears her emotions on her sleeve, and so she throw, she threw. No, the, it wasn't Becky Lynch that threw. It was Charlotte. She threw the title. No, Becky Lynch threw the SmackDown Women's Champion to Charlotte. Right, but Charlotte threw the Raw Women's Champion onto the floor. Yes, and it was really awkward. Because, it was. Um, obviously, there was heat. They had a back. And it was. It was, it was not. This is not. Uh, this is not a shoot. This was no. This was not a work. This was. Yeah, this is not a work. This was a shoot. That whole segment on Friday was a total one hundred percent shoot. Yeah, Becky was. Pissed, and she wore it on her sleeve. You could tell that she was frustrated. Oh, and so was Charlotte. Charlotte was pissed both too. Of them, both of them have every right to be mad. Right. Charlotte but just, most people Charlotte just voiced her concern regarding the situation. Right. Which means she was escorted out, and now well, no, nobody, she now, now nobody wants to work with her. Right. Well, no. Here's what happened: is that she expressed her concern, but no one was going to have any of it. Everyone's just going to toe the line and do whatever Vince says, right? Charlotte is going to speak her mind, and I have to give her the appreciation. I think Becky was probably just as pissed off. Well, she was no, she was not pissed off because of the way the titles were going to switch. She was pissed off because Charlotte didn't want to go along with it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't either. I'm sorry. I would have done the same thing Charlotte did. Yeah, I'm. I I have to be behind Charlotte on this one. Yeah. It was stupid, and if you think it's stupid, say it's stupid. Right, say it's a stupid idea. But unfortunately, now, Charlotte, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't guess, think, I don't think Charlotte has the same pull that she did a few weeks ago. No, no, um, I guess not. Well, because because like, Rick, because Rick Flair is no longer with the company. Rick right. Flair is now with the enemy. Yes, in fact. So do a, you? Is he with AEW? I he's been on AEW television quite a bit. I don't know what the, I don't know what the hell AEW you've been watching. He hasn't been on there in a while. Oh well, he's he's been. Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't think I don't think he's been on there ever. I don't think Flair has been on AEW television. Yeah, he has. Yes. Yes, he has. When was this? I don't remember, but he was on AEW. Are you, Is, are you it, talking about Triple R? No, I'm talking about AE fucking W. He was on AEW television. He was also on AAA. He was also in the NWA. He's literally working for the enemy now. Right. According to Vince. And so, guess what? Now, Charlotte Flair doesn't have the same pull that she 
had when uh, when Ric Flair was sucking dick in WWE. Right, and unfortunately, Charlotte has a couple more years on her contract, and I just don't think she's going to sit it out. I don't think so either. I think that they would be because stupid she's, she's to allow current, it. She's the current champion. Um, I don't know how they're going to devolve this situation with the titles because right now the titles have been devolved. Right. This, and, was, this was a good match, but this and, whole segment in controversy right. happened the day after. Right, and, and here's the thing, too. Is that you know Charlotte? Charlotte and Becky's relationship's been on the downhill for a long time. Yes, but this is when those tensions just boiled over. Yeah. I don't think Charlotte and Becky are ever going to work together again. I think it's going to be really hard. It's 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 it, not. It's going to take. Be... It's, it's going to take some time. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. Well, you you wouldn't want Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch to be on the same show anyway. But no. But if you want a potential rematch like WrestleMania 35's Magic, you, you know they got to work together. Right. But they're just not going to work together right. like that. Right. And that's what I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see the absolute opposite. I wanted to see them work together in a program, at least until Survivor Series. Right. And then you just roll with it. But no, we had to do a stupid title exchange. Yeah, do a stupid title exchange that led to all of this. And, uh, and WWE has to be blamed. Like, yeah. It, it wasn't Charlotte's fault. It's not Becky's it's fault. Just, it's stupid decisions. It was a stupid choice to switch them before they got the titles off. Then you had every You had three fucking weeks to get the titles off of these women before the switch happened. You had Bianca Belair going against Charlotte for the Raw Women's Champion before this show. And this would have been cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. What if Bianca Belair won? Boom. Double champion. It doesn't even have to be for both belts. Right. And then what about Sasha Banks? She's still on SmackDown. She's good. Right. She's one of the best women's wrestlers right now. Right. And yet she can't win the belt. Right. How can I take her seriously now? Right. Because you had a triple threat. She was on the show. It was obvious. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. It was. I was so pissed off. It um, was. Anyway, Becky Lynch did win with, I think, like a roll-up or some it bullshit. Was, it was some bullshit. It was some bullshit, but it was still a good match. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. This was before the controversy, but I feel like it was necessary to bring up. And we have our main event. Oh, for, my goodness. For the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. So... The hype for this match, I it, it kind of petered, honestly. Yeah, it did. Like, it was... I, I said it was a fun... Well, no, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong notes. So, it was fine. It was fine. It was a fine match. It was a Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match because they think this is a huge marquee. I'm sorry, it's not. No. It, it, just, it just isn't. It never was. They, these two have weird chemistry. Like... They're good wrestlers yeah. by themselves. They just don't have like that AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, but or what that I, Roman Reigns, Jay Uso chemistry. But what know? I like is the inclusion of Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. That is that what's, was great. That is what's making this storyline better. It's was, not. It's not Roman Reigns. It's not Brock Lesnar. It's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is the glue that's keeping this together. And Reigns did win. With a belt shot to the face, uh, Lesnar is going to be suspended indefinitely because of a uh, post match or a post pay per view thing. After it's not going to last very long. They'll have a rematch, a Survivor Series, or whatever. You think so? I, no, they're they're going to do Roman Reigns versus Big E. They're maybe do, I mean gonna, I guess, but they're they're going to have a rematch at some point in time. You know that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so um, I really don't have much else to say about this match other than Roman Reigns winning. Um, and uh, yeah, that was really about it. That was about the show. Um, yep. So when we come back, we will not only make somehow Crown Jewel Majestic again, WWE Majestic again, but Pro Wrestling Majestic again. Oof. All right. Peanut Gallery, let's make this shit Majestic again. Oh, my God. All right. 
So with the Roman Reigns, Brock- we, we just talked about this. I kind of have an idea. It's it was it, Paul Heyman makes a rivalry. Let's just keep doing whatever that is. I wouldn't have had the Usos interference. I would have just done something batshit like that. And without the Uso interference, it felt unnecessary. Oh, oh the Usos interference. I forgot, yeah, they, I they, forgot they, that the Usos yeah, interfered. Yeah, they, they, they had the double super kick. And then that, I'm like, I feel like it would have been a little more impactful if the Usos were not involved. Yeah. Just personally speaking. Yep. So. We really talked we, we extensively really, we really, about this. We really broke this down. I don't think I could have booked the match actually in the ring better than they did. Um, just the just the winner difference. Yeah. That's literally yeah. about it. Put on a SmackDown person, please. Right. <laughs> two two people on Raw, you know, going for right. the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, again, I would have had I would have had a story different. The match itself was good. I wouldn't have done anything differently. Maybe maybe a little you know Drew McIntyre aggression heel that would have been kind of neat. Yeah, maybe so showing some of those tendencies. Right. Let's let's start maybe sprinkling in some Uzi turning heel soon or ooh. Because there are rumors going around that mm-hmm. some superstars will be making some switches. Yep, and I think Drew McIntyre might be one of those guys yeah. that might do something like that. Right. And I feel like this would have been a great match to maybe integrate. How do people feel about maybe a Drew McIntyre heel turn? Mm-hmm. And I think that would have really added to the match. Because it's yeah. baby face, baby face. It's right. hard to really get into it. Right, it is. So um, that's just kind of what I would have done yep. with it. But, you know, overall it was fine. Yeah. I couldn't have booked this better. No, it was it was very well booked. It was very well booked. Yeah. WWE, wow. WWE actually booking something. Wow. That's weird as shit. I I we we, uh, we I think I think we broke this down very adequately. We did, um, especially with that. I, here's my thing, because I believe um, it, it just needed a few more elements to really make it a grudge match, right? And then maybe um, with the hurt business getting involved, I would have done that just a little bit differently. But mm-hmm. um, you know. Other than that, I think we really broke this down really well to make this shit majestic. Oh again. yeah. And honestly, there, I mean, give this like another month and it would have been really good. Right. Well, they did, but they had Goldberg. All right. Well, this was pretty boring. It this was, was, well, it was, well, it was again, very, it was very uninspiring match. It was a very, well, it was a very uninspiring tournament just in general. Right. Where was the specialty? Where was the emphasis on being the first Queen's crown? Right. Unfortunately, here's the thing with Crown Jewel. They do this all the fucking time. Right. And they did it with the, um, uh, what was that uh, championship belt that Braun Strowman won? Oh, the... Um, the greatest uh, the greatest Royal Rumble thing. And then Braun yeah. Strowman was going to hold this belt and defend it right. at these shows. Right. Which would have been great. And we're like, wow, they actually have a belt. There has been money put into this. Right. The belt looked cool. Right. And it would have been really, really neat. But they didn't. And with the Queen's crown, I hate saying this, but I feel like it's going to be the same exact. Thing. Yep, it's going to go the same path as the Tarawick Trophy. Yep, the greatest, the greatest Royal Rumble bullshit that they or had. the 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 best in the world trophy. Yeah, the best in the world, the best tag team in the world trophy. Like all of that, none of that is going to exist. The Queen's crown is just another one of those. It's going to be another another novelty. I don't I don't want that to happen. If they really <laughs> wanted to do this, uh, push Zelina Vega to the moon and have her go for the title and make it right. look important. Make it make it seem like it's important. That, Obviously, that's what, that's what King of the Ring that's what made King of the Ring important. Right. It was that the winner them, got the world title opportunity. Or they were pushed to the main event right. scene and they stayed there with Mabel, with Owen Hart, with Bret Hart, with 
all of these guys with King Booker. With like, Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Yeah, exactly. They were pushed. And if they are going to do this right, it's the first one, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. But I feel but like I feel like it's going to go knowing, knowing WWE's stupid fucking track record. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna go over like a wet fart in yep. church. I would I would book Zelina Vega as the crazy queen and just have her run roughshod, right? With like a little entourage of people, right? And that would be cool. That would make that and feel make important. her win a fucking title too. Yeah, make her win the SmackDown because <sighs> it would it would be nothing if if that didn't happen. Right, it, just, it wouldn't amount to anything. Exactly. Show some. Give Zelina Vega that opportunity to show that fire, to yeah. show that intensity that we know that she can have. Right. And she could pull this off, and it would make this feel important. I mean, you got a spicy Latina here. Let's mm-hmm. just like make it like you know. Eh. And here's the tournament thing, and I think we're really emphasizing this because King of the Ring they've already done well. But the Queen's Crown, the qualifying matches were like three minutes long, yes. and it but, didn't but really give me a as, lot of as, inspiration. As it, as it relates to a tournament, it's not the follow. It's not from beginning to end. The beginning is when you win it. Right. Then you go on from there. Right. It's not the ending. That's the beginning of it. Right. So as long as they book Zelina to be this big time rough shot main event or crazy with power, like they did with William Regal when he won King of the Ring, right. that made that feel important. Right. Um they have to do something like that with her. Yeah. Like have her win these titles, win these opportunities. Make her give her that platform right. to make that statement, and then it will feel important. Like, right. oh shit, who's gonna be in Queen's Crown again? Right. That's what you want. Right. But there's, I just feel like I, I just don't different. think that's gonna happen. <laughs> um, <coughs> have fucking RK bro wrestle somebody else, please. Yeah, so like, that's kind of on. that's kind of the idea. The AJ Styles Omos thing is done. Like that act is over. Mm-hmm. Let them go their separate ways. I, I don't think that Omos... Omos does not need AJ Styles at this point. No. I just don't think he does. I don't think he does either. Unless AJ Styles is going to go for like the United States champion or something, or even the WWE champion now, that would be fine. Yeah. And at least there would or, be or have Or there. have AJ Styles bring on a new person under his wing. He seems to be doing well with bringing up new stars. Right. Being in a tag Oops, team like this. I think it makes sense for him... And I think Omos is at that point now where he's just like, all right, let me fly. Right. Have him have him enter into a feud alone. Right. Or, you know, like I said, WWE champion, have Omos being that, you know, that wild card like they used to instead of just winning the tag team titles. I don't think he needs to be a wild card what anymore. Would you, what would you do with RK-Bro? I, do you, would you do you have anything at least as of right now? I mean, I I, Bro? I think that their next opponents need to be Alpha Academy, and mm. here's why: is because those are that's another group of two singles stars who just need to find their way. Have they, were, they, they don't they even winning. have to win the tag team championships, but at least give them enough exposure and TV time so that when they do, when Alpha Academy does go their separate ways, at least they're. Off, off to the races. Actually, no, I, I like that idea. But they were, they were winning matches on SmackDown. Have them continue to win big and and see. But but again, have them go for the tag team champions. They don't have to win the tag team champions, but then split them apart because they're they're single stars through and through. Right. I think that they wanted to do the same thing with Montez Ford and um, Angelo Dawkins. And Angelo Dawkins. Eventually, they are going to break that tag team up. There has been talks about this. 
They're on Raw. Why don't you have them go for the tag team titles? They don't have to. They don't have to win the tag team champions, but allow them a platform to showcase their skills against veterans, and then you split them apart. Exactly. That's exactly. that's that's kind of the trajectory it has to go. Right. Otherwise, AJ Styles and Omos are going to be stuck in. Tag, tag team, team limbo, limbo forever. Right. I don't want that. I right. want Omos and AJ Styles to do their own things. Right. That's it. Right. Um, this has to be done. I would do oh, some, yes. I would give Mansoor a little more of like some maybe some higher end rivalries. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. It's not going to happen. These two are going to continue to feud and they're continuing to do some bullshit with right. them. Right. And it sucks because Mansoor showed great fire. Mustafa's good. I think he's going to be. I think he's out the door though. I think he's out to lunch. Yeah. I think he's done. And Mansoor, I mean. He'll be there for a while. There's definitely something with him. He'll probably be at least oh, a yeah. good mid-carder guy. But, but yeah, Mustafa Ali, he's, he's been screwed over by this company a lot. Yeah, he has to be done, man. I would totally be done. Yeah. And we really talked about this one quite a bit. I would do Rollins with a different program. I would have, honestly, I would do um, I would do Edge Big E. That's what I would go mm-hmm. for now because he just won the, this huge high-profile rivalry. Right. And at this point, these two have to be separate again. Because right. if they continue to have these matches, what else can they do after Hell in a Cell? Right. Like, that's, that's like, boom, rivalry done kind of match. Right. And then what I'm thinking, too, is maybe at some point in time down the road, have Rollins and Edge team up as a tag team. Right, like what they did with um, Rated RKO. Yeah, exactly. That'd be really cool. Have like, them have come to your tag team. Yeah, or something. exactly. That'd be sweet. That'd be, so, that'd be great. Anyways, that's kind of what we got for Crown Jewel. Um, when we come back, though, we're going to discuss briefly the G1. Um, we didn't watch the finals or anything. I watched, I watched, I watched the final oh, match. Oh, you did? Okay. I, I only watched the final match, and I watched but, matches interchange. Yeah, but let's, let's talk about it for a little bit before we move on to the main events, so yes. to speak. And um, we'll be right back. Yes. Alright, so this is a little bit of a break in between after me fucking struggling there for like 10 minutes. So, uh, we want to talk about two, well, two things kind of. Yeah. Uh, the G1, not only as a whole, because there's actually been a lot of development, and um, I want to talk about the Lance Archer thing too. Okay, well, let me talk about Lance Archer first. Okay, so, and usually we don't talk about like injuries, but this one was really scary, and I feel like a quick update is at least somewhat necessary. So, uh, Lance Archer was facing Eddie Kingston in the uh, AEW World Title Eliminator last, well, yeah, last night. Went for a moonsault, under-rotated, and he basically landed on his forehead to the point where he had to roll out of the ring, have the uh, ringside attendant check on him, and basically that ringside assistant said, you have to be like, no, we're not continuing. Get in there, go to the finish immediately. And that's what happened. Um, Now, here's the, the positives. No concussion. They, it was a precaution. Right. And um, he obviously is hurt, but he's not injured. Right. He will be back soon, sooner rather than later. And he walked out under his own power. So he was not paralyzed, no concussion, no sort of brain injury that they know, but they're doing a couple of CTs just to be on the safe side. So thank God, because that was the scariest thing I think I have seen in a long time. He just landed right on his neck. I'm like, oh God. Right. It was just really bad. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about Gene 1. Okay. Sorry. So, 
Uh, G1 overall, a lot of people were saying it was somewhat underwhelming. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe that I got. Yeah. There wasn't, like, a match that stood out, like, in Ishii Moxley or anything like that. There were good matches, obviously, but nothing like, oh, my God, you have to go out of your way to watch this match. Right. That was a very underwhelming compared to past years. Exactly. Well, given given the environment and the circumstances, they couldn't bring in everybody that they wanted because I, you know that they would want to bring in some AEW Right. And some new, you know, whatever. So the main event was the finals: Kota Bushi versus Kazuchika Okada, and Kota Bushi. And it's rare that you see an injury like this. Kota Bushi dislocated his, um, he dislocated his uh, shoulder. Yes. Right? Yeah. He yes. It was a phoenix splash, and how he landed, it was almost like a little cradle, but his shoulders were like popped out. Right. And what happened was the one of the arms, basically what happened, he landed like this, and this arm slipped through like that. Right. And the, I mean, my arm just popped, and that was from Kota Bushi's weight off the top rope with a phoenix splash. Right. So he was at least nine, you know, seven to eight feet in the air, landing like that, slipped, popped, boom. And the referee had to stop the match. Entirely so. Okada won uh, via stoppage. Once again, that's very rare in New Japan that you have to do that. And Kotobushi wanted to get his shoulder popped back into the socket and continue. But obviously they could not do that. Uh, they had to take a... It was so bad that they could not get the shoulder back into socket to get him out of the ring. So they had to undo the bottom rope mm. so he can roll out or crawl through without the interference. Right. Um, after that, Okada has brought back, as the instead of the briefcase, I guess Okada wants to bring back the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. Right, the old as, one. Yes, as the prize. And people have said, or at least Okada said in the past, that he did not like the belt change he did not like it at all so there's almost like a middle finger to it right um what were your thoughts about it because eh. you're, you're the one who wanted to talk about right this. you know i like i said like you said i think it was um you know there wasn't anything that kind of stood out i just wanted to talk about the injury because you know it kind of it kind of was that little capstone on a very underwhelming g1s mm-hmm. like you had to you know they couldn't finish the match they couldn't finish the final match right and this is the big match that right. was the finals yeah that was the finals it didn't feel like a final match Right. And it certainly didn't end like a finals match did and, either. And, and Kota Ibushi just got a bad rap this year. I oh, mean, yeah. He, you know, he, he started off really well. Yeah. And then he had huge illnesses. and yep. that for a very long yeah. time during COVID in Japan. That's, you know, a different level of, like, you have to do something. And right. It just, after that, then he started to wrestle, got to the G1. And if he won it, it would have been the first person, I believe, ever that would have won three straight G1s. He won the last two. Right. And he just, it's just so unfortunate. I feel so bad for him. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll be back. Oh, yeah. He'll he be will fine. Be. But this is like getting injured at the Royal Rumble. Man. Right. You cannot do that. Like, or like you're in the final two and you're injured at, you're injured. You're Kota, one of the Kota last Bushi two. may not make it to, um, 
uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and that would suck because Dakota is. One he's of the- he's not listed as injured though. It was just a dislocated shoulder, but it's unfortunate that he had to forfeit the match, uh, forfeit a match right. that significant. Now, because we, of it. Right. We do not know the extent of any sort of injury outside of it being dislocated, though. Right. But and they were trying yeah. – they, they were being really, really careful to make sure that the dislocation did not end up being a tear right. or break. Right. So that's why they were very careful about stopping the match. Right. And having, like, 20 people help him. Yeah. Because they could – I think they were trying to pop it back in, too. They, they did. They tried to do it, but if you don't know how to do it or if the arm is too dislocated, you can lead to tears, right. breaks. There, a lot can happen. You know, hairline fractures. Right. And they were being very careful. So it was the right call given the circumstances. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate that it was that final match. Mm-hmm. And to top it all off. From of, of, of just a really under, a, a very underwhelming G. Yeah, because you had one guy who got a shoulder injury, Tetsuya Naito, another favorite. I think it was a knee. It was a shoulder. Was it a knee injury? It was a shoulder injury, I believe. And, yeah, and that was Tetsuya Naito. He and was one was, of the favorites to win, but he had to forfeit all of his matches. So then, you know, they had to scramble at the last second for that, and then Kota Ibushi got injured at the finals. Yeah. Two big stars. I mean, Naito's not going to be a Wrestle Kingdom. I don't believe. No, I don't know. You never know. You never know with Naito. But, but you know that Naito's not going to go for a championship if he is going to be there. But, right. you know, it's just too bad. It really is. And it's like, you know, um, I mean, at the very least, hopefully this does not lead to anything worse because they cannot afford to have another gigantic no. star like Kota Bushi out of Wrestle no, Kingdom. No, they cannot. Especially after the announcement that's going to be like, what, four nights of Wrestle Kingdom? Three nights. Three nights. Three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. They gotta have as many people on deck as mentally possible. Right. So, anyways, we'll really have to see. So, when we come back, we'll talk about Bound for Glory. All right.
Down for Glory, a show that we went to live. Yay, live Impact. Yes, so uh, this is the first time in like 18 months that we've been to an Impact, so we were like craving yep, it. Yep, we were. And it was a packed house. Like they had a line out the door. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So let's talk about the first match, which is for the inaugural Impact Digital Media Chief. So number one, this belt is tiny. It is. It's a really small belt. Um, so it was John Schuyler, Crazy Steve, Fala Ba, Jordan Grace, Chelsea Green, and Madison Rain replacing Tennille Dashwood. I do not know why she was replaced. Because I think Tennille got injured. Really? Yes. Oh, I don't know when that happened. So That happened on Impact when they did their previous tapings, I believe. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Um, this match actually exceeded my expectations of how this was going it to It wasn't be. a bad opening match. No. Um, well, this was actually a pre-show. This was Countdown to Glory. So, But it was it was the opening match for the show itself because we yes. were there live. It was it was a good um, it was a good feeler match. It really was. They really gauged it, it, and they everybody in this match made this title at least feel somewhat important. Yeah. And Jordan Grace won with the uh, Grace driver to Skyler because mm-hmm. Jordan Grace is awesome. Yep. And I think it's a per- I think it's a perfect person to put it on, even though I chose Falaba. Right. But Jordan Grace is one of the more legitimate athletes. I mean, all of them are legitimate, but Jordan Grace was like on a different level. Yeah. As an athlete. Um, in this match, so um, overall, I did like the match. I thought it was a good little opener. Yeah, you know, yep. Nothing too special, nothing too you know impressive, but whatever. All right, this is the first match of the official show, Bound for Glory, for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions, Decay versus the Inspiration. I loved the Inspiration's um, little entrance. little entrance there. That was great. Oh, um, there the singer, she did a great job. Great, great lip syncing. Loved the lip syncing. Was it lip syncing? It was. It was lip syncing. Oh, okay. But they did a, she, it was a very convincing job nonetheless. Right. Obviously. I, I, obviously, yeah. No, it was great. Um, very popular with the crowd yep. there. Um, the inspiration. So that was really good. A lot of people were trying to like get the iconic thing going, but it's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that. Right. But these guys, these girls did do work. They did a fun little opener. Yeah, like, it was. Overall. It was. You know, of course, you got the uh, botch queen of impact, Havoc, doing Havoc, 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 I think, tripped over the ropes three times. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Um, she just got a little excited. There was somebody... It's like, in- oh, my God. is Am I watching a Nia Jax match? Right. Um, a lot of people laughed. So our, our section was like the heckling section. We were. We were sitting in the heckling section. It so was there, was a, there was a guy behind us that just killed me. Like, he was so <laughs> funny. And we were just feeding off of each other. And everybody in that section, like, I think I heard, like, everybody in the section, like, laugh at both of us. We're just, like, <laughs> feeding off of each other. It was really funny. It was fun. But this match was a well-paced women's tag. And... And the inspiration one with it was essentially the um, drinking while investing move that yeah. Robert Rube and James Storm used to do. That's right. their move, and that it was fine. Yeah, a little more choreographed with that, but you know it is what it is. Definitely a good match to start off the show. All right, so we have a triple threat match for the vacant X Division champion Steve Macklin, El Fantasmo, and Trey Miguel. So basically our entire session was calling uh, Steve Mac- uh, Steve Macklin they say Steve Miguel no Steve Macklin Steve Macklin okay uh, Steve Macklin a generic wrestler he, he was like he, he was looked, he was a generic wrestler he looks like a generic wrestler 
And but here's the thing, he actually did really good in this match. He did. He this was a great I think I think he helped to keep the match a little grounded, which I yep. think was important. Yep. Because the X Division is not just a bunch of high flyers. The X Division consists of various styles. I thought, and I thought Macklin was gonna be like that odd person out, but no, he fit in really nice and snug in there. It was really he did. good. Um, he did, because, of course, you got the high flyer Trey Miguel. You got the high flyer El Fantasma. We didn't want to turn it into one of those. Right. That would have exhausted the crowd really right. quickly, and I think Impact I think Impact knew that. Right. So they kept Macklin in there to slow down the pace a little bit, to ground the superstar so that it doesn't turn into a gigantic spot fest. Right. And it didn't feel like... I mean, there were, there were spots in every match, but... You know, there are certain matches where it might feel like there are more spots than others. This one did not feel like there were more spots than other right. matches. And Trey Miguel won. He had the Meteora on Phantasma, which I was surprised about. Yeah. Uh, that Phantasma ate the pin. It's Phantasma ate the pin. Yep. So that was an Trey, interesting Trey Miguel choice. Trey finally won the X Division Champion, which was a feel-good moment. People lost their minds about oh, that, yeah. too. And it was just a really good match. Yeah. I love this. All right, talked about a feel-good moment. So we had Violent by Design taking on Heath and a mystery person. So The mystery person ended up being Rhino. Rhino did not appear until about three-fourths of the way into the match. Right, and a great tag. People lost their minds in the mm-hmm. crowd, and it was really funny. Um, there was the person that was sitting behind us because, you know, um, uh, Joe Doring, who actually sat with us at TGI Fridays. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk some stories about that. So... Um, he was wearing like a bunch of like fur stuff, and somebody's like, "I think I wore that hat in Red Dead Redemption." <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, um, it was really good. But this match was, I liked this match. Yeah. I thought it was a really feel good moment kind of match. Yeah. Everybody loved it, and this one really kind of was a nice little palate cleanser yeah. match. And you know, it was a gore on Diener for yep. um, Heath and Rhino to win. Now we establish a new tag team in Impact. Which well, is- again, another tag team in Impact. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I guess they need it. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I, I like the match. Yeah. I thought it was a good little palette. Well, I guess it was before this nonsense. So, okay. Collier Shot Gauntlet. They tried really hard to get a lot of people into this show, but it just did not work because they waited till the last goddamn second. Yeah. That's why you had, like, weird ones like the Demon, Dale Torborn. Right. And, um, I mean, Rocky Romero was kind of a cool surprise. A yeah. lot of people lost their minds with Rocky. But, yes, call your shot. Um, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of good stuff in here. But, once again, this was a 30-minute battle or gauntlet match. In right. The there, was, there was a lot going on. We can't go into detail for everything. Like, we know. I mean, do you want to list um, off all Moose, the wrestlers that, like... I didn't, I didn't bother putting it yeah, in. This but, is, um, yeah. Moose, Moose eliminated W. Morrissey, even though they were, like... They were you know, teasing a tag team, right? Well, they were they were some semi partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that um, Alicia and Eddie Edwards were hitting the two with sticks, and the pieces were flying everywhere. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is gonna hurt somebody. Oh, um, across the way on this, Eddie Edwards did a dive, I think, on Morrissey, and it hit the crowd, and they were like looking backwards for like a long time. I think somebody um, in the crowd got knocked down. Oh. I'm not sure, but they were, like, looking down oh. and over there. I noticed it after the dive. Right. So I was just wondering what the hell happened there. But there were, like, 
pieces flying of this. There are pieces of everywhere. kendo stick flying everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was an okay match. Of course, I knew this was gonna be the biggest spot fest in the history of Impact, but right. you know that's and then, and that's Dale, what you Dale, get uh, with they... Dale Torborn was just standing around. And I'm oh, like, I know. He was standing around for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I know. He's like, wow, Gene Simmons hasn't moved in like 15 minutes. I'm like, we just get some coffee already. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, anyways. A Moose won. Yes. Uh, it was either him or W. Morrissey. I chose W. Morrissey. Peanut Gallery chose Moose. I did. I chose Moose. All right. So, this match, I love this match in so many different ways. Right. It was uh, Good Brothers, Finn Juice, and Bullet Club. Oh, my God. Fit, oh, my God. Uh, Juice, Juice Robinson. Robinson. He was so funny. Fucking amazing. Just fantastic. I think I think he was the one that made the most jokes that night. I mm. think, I ooh, man, he was he was having a good time. Oh, he was, he was, having, a, he was having a wonderful time. He was on a roll. Um, obviously, Chris Bay was really popular here, and I'm surprised that he was the one who ate the pin. Yeah, I'm surprised too. But and the, and the Good Brothers are still the tag team champions. Yeah, they, they are the, actually the only people that retained their titles. Yep, just tonight. Spoiler alert! By yeah. the way, <laughs> well, I think everyone knows yeah, we're just reviewing the show. Right. Um, but this match. Here's the thing with this match. I am. I'm, I'm not. I wasn't the biggest fan. I thought the match was a little. It was. Weird. It was. A, yeah. It was a little. This was. This was kind of the. Um, this kind of the great reset before the final matches. Right. That's legitimately what it was. Right. Exactly. And so you know you kind of got off of that. You know we're getting through all the multi man stuff just so we can give some time to the singles matches that are that bookend the end of the show. Once again, this is your palate cleanser match yep. for the next two matches. Thank God they did this now because. Of this. And it was announced very late in the. game. Game, so maybe they didn't have all the pieces in place, but it turned out to actually be a good match. Yeah, especially Finju- Juice Robinson, man, made the he he woke the crowd back up, and that was yep. amazing. Oh so, yeah, no, that that call your know, shot, that call your shot exhausted people. Oh so. yeah, so I think that that's kind of where that came into play right. was that hey, kind of be silly, you know, make some jokes, get the crowd back into it because they just oh went um, the the person the person behind us said something to Carl Anderson. It was like. Can I get a sour one? And Carl Anderson turns his head. No. <laughs> and then him and Doc Gallows were like talking about it too. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. Yeah. Okay. Um. This was the match of the night by this a was mile. this was a fantastic match. Deanna, Deanna Best rivalry match. going into it, in my opinion. And this has been they, they building wrestled. for a long time. And- Mm. They, they they wrestled like they wanted to kill each other. Yeah, they did. They did um, a lot of outside stuff. They did a lot of inside stuff. They fought like at least five minutes before the bell even rung. Yep. And it was great. Deanna Perrazzo, Mickey James, Knockouts Champion. Great stuff all the way around. Um, you know, multiple false finishes. The crowd was super into this. Oh, yeah. The crowd, the crowd really woke up. This is when the crowd really woke up. After, Very, after they started getting into it, all the false finishes, you know, two and seven-eighths, whatever, right. people are starting to get excited. Right. And um, a lot of, you know, those false finishes, people were, like, super hot into it. Yep. The crowd was split pretty much right down the yeah, oh, yeah. middle regarding this match. And Mickey James, Tornado DDT, clean pin in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And Mickey James is the new knockouts champion. I'm so happy that I was there to see this title. Switch. Oh yeah. 
And it was very emotional. It was a very, very emotional match. Mickey James really sold this well, and I think it was great because you know, Awesome Kong going into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, I think this title. Ha- I think this title had to be switched at this point. Oh yeah. Because what else has Deanna Perrazzo had to prove at this? point? Right. She like, has nothing all. else that she needs she'll, to prove. She'll she'll probably get a rematch. We'll probably oh, see this yeah. at Hard to Kill, but it's fine. This was the match of the night, though. By it was. A lot, by, by like a mile. Oh yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about both matches regarding all three of these individuals here. First, Christian Cage defending the Impact World Champion against Josh Alexander. Um, Holy family, fuck, what a match. It was a great match. Um, the family was right there in front of it. I felt that emotion with yes. it. Yes. And it was just a great back and forth. Christian was he was well, not I was, I was kind of concerned about Josh Alexander holding his own against Christian Cage but man he he delivered and over delivered yep um a lot of people were saying that Josh Alexander is he really that singles person he is that singles person oh yeah and he is so freaking good i see a lot of Kurt Angle in him oh I yeah i really do and you know coming back from the injury he won the world title in front of his family they were all in there and then the moose cash in in front of his wife and his son. Right. <laughs> that was, you couldn't have written that better. Right. It was so good. Big spear, pin, one, two, three. Right moose. in front. Oh, and did you, I remember, the one thing I remember is is the wife <laughs> and the kid around Josh Alexander's face. And Moose is just standing on, like standing over, over him. And with holding the title, the holding the belt. What, what, what a shot, man. What a damn shot. This whole scenario from uh, Christian Cage tapping out to the ankle lock for yeah. the win. Uh, the hug after because, you know, there was a lot of respect there. That Both of these guys yep. literally like grew up like within like a 15-mile radius from each other. Yep. And... Uh, and, and, then, and then the moose Christian, Christian Cage going off to do his thing back in AEW. Yep. And then he got Moose. Finally, we got a world what, championship what ama- out of Moose. What an amazing ending to this show. Now, uh, we'll, we are not only going to make Impact Wrestling and Bound for Glory Majestic again and Pro Wrestling Majestic again, but I want to talk a little bit at the very end about our experience there and also what happened after. Okay, well, okay, let's, yes. All right, let's make this shit majestic again. Um, here's the one thing that I would have said that would have made this a little bit better. I would have had Josh Alexander do a little bit more to Moose during the match. No. No? No. You really think the one move, pin one, two, three, was better than him working his way up? Like the chaos and everything happening. Yeah, we don't need to have another match. <laughs> Not a long match. Could have been like a minute, 20 seconds or something, and everything would have been fine. No, it was perfect. Right in front of the family, too, and that makes the pain extra special. I No, I, I don't know. No. I feel like that would have been different. Um, no, I no, think, no. We're going to save that for our next event, Turning Point. We're going to save that match for Turning Point. Yes. We'll, we'll, we're, oh, also, we got tickets to the Turning Point, so we'll be talking about that. And we're going to be front row. Now, um, with Hard to Kill... Do you think there's going to be a three-way with Christian, Alexander, and Moose? Maybe. Not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But I can see that. But I know that Christian is going to take some time off. He's going to take some time off? I think so because he has that shoulder... He had the shoulder tape. Oh, yeah, he had the shoulder tape. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So, so. he's probably going to nurse that back to health. Right. It, it, it was probably good enough to at least do this. Give him yep. a couple of weeks. Yep. No problem. Yeah. Not a problem. 
I wouldn't have booked this anything different. Not a 0.0% difference. Nope, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. An amazing match. I would have done... The Good Brothers were I would have, of like... I would have done a little bit more build to a match yeah. like this. I think that... This was, this was literally booked like two days before the event. It was. Um, which wasn't bad, it, you know, and then they tried to build a storyline around it. I just, you know, I think that it's time for the Good Brothers to kind of move forward with different people. Yes. Though. This was definitely like a filler because everyone was involved in other things. Right. And, you know, Finn Juice, they were involved with Bullet Club. Why are they going for the tag team belts? This was, I feel like this was a thrown together match. It was. And that's kind of what I did not want. Yeah, it was a thrown together match. So I probably would have done something a little bit different. If they wanted to do this match, build to it. Because right. the Good Brothers were like, oh, why are we here? We should have a match there. Okay, let's just throw this together. No, right. I don't want that, with a, especially with a title match. Right. If it was not a title match, I probably wouldn't have cared. Right, but... You know. um, I would have really pushed for other people, and I would not have had maybe some of the older guys like Dale Torborn. It was not necessary. Well, I they tried. They tried to get. They tried to I get Adam Chair. I would have had like Willie Mack or something in there. Right. It's fine if you had like people that were in your roster go for this opportunity. Like it was not that bad. No, like, come on. No, no. Have some women in it. Like let's spice it up a little bit. Like come right. on. I mean, you already had them. Might as well put in more. Right. That'd been cool. Mm-hmm. No, you want to do something stupid. Um. I'm not sure if I would do anything different with this. No, I don't think they, so. They had a good rivalry going into it. Um, with you're, you're establishing out. a great tag team, possibly going for the tag team champions. Wink, wink, and nudge, exactly. nudge. Exactly. Because it's already done with Violent by Design right. and, and with Ryan and Slater. Right. Um, or Peeth, excuse me. Um, here's what I probably would have done different. I would have had Rhino go in there and really tease the hell out of even um, goring Heath. Mm-hmm. And then turning and goring like Joe Doring, going outside and then going for the tag. Right. I think that would have added that additional emotion instead of just going there and then going for the tag immediately. Eh, yeah. Well, I would have I would have booked that a little bit better because I swear if he was gonna go for the spear, people were like no, don't do it. And then going the other person, that place would have erupted. That place would have blown up. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't have done anything different. No. This, the, the, I think the triple threats going into it was great. This match exceeded my expectations. Yeah, it did. And it established three new contenders for the X Division champion, including the new champion. So right, exactly. Great, great all the way around. I couldn't have made this any more majestic, even if I tried. <sighs> yeah. I wouldn't have. I really wouldn't have done anything different, to be no, honest with you. Not really. Um, Decay were just kind of lingering on these it was belts. A, it's a great debut, and also Impact is building in a lot of great tag teams. And, and, and they, women's and they needed. They needed to hit with some. Oomph yeah. when going live on paper. Because I think there was a lot of flack. There was a lot of flack with bringing back the uh, Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions because the roster wasn't and, and very ha- big. And having the inspiration. But but now they have the manpower in there and they're re-legitimizing that division. Exactly. It, it works out really well. I'm excited. Yeah. And then with this, this exceeded my expectations. I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to right. do it's with TBD. it. Right, it's TBD. We don't know. But it was a great first showing for this. It absolutely was. 
All right, so after that, Peanut Gallery, let's talk about our experience, and let's talk about what happened before and after. Well, we didn't really do much. We were just sitting well, at the okay. bar. Well, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So we always go to the TGI Fridays there. Also, you can um, find us there. So there was a girl. I didn't know who it was at the time. Um, she came up and asked about the belt. And I'm like, oh, just scan this. And she's like, oh, I'll follow you on Twitter. Okay, great. Apparently, that was Sue Young. Oh, and it I, was. It was Sue Young. Yes, it was 100% Sue Young because she was um, sitting with Rick Swan after. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was the same girl. So um, that was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, shit. So Sue Young, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was kind of neat. She was with like an older guy, so I'm going to assume that was like some sort of bodyguard or something. Or, if somebody or, recognized right. her. Anyway, so let's um, see. So, Who did we have there? Well, we had... There was Heath, there was Rhino, there was Joe During, there was, um, oh my god, there were so many there, people. There were a lot of people, so we were... At, uh, there was we were, uh, Josh Matthews and Madison Rain and were they there. And they always go to TGI. Yep. Um, um, but they were, you know, they were just kind of doing, doing their, their own thing. thing. So I kind of say um, I don't know the other guy, but he was sitting with um, with uh, uh, D'Lo Brown because he's from there. So it wasn't a wrestler, yeah, I don't D-Lo, think. D'Lo Brown was with a couple of people. I'm not sure who they were. So they were there. But, you know, um, D'Lo Brown's from Vegas. So I'm assuming that he's probably right. just hanging out there with and, his friends and, and or whatever. How, how long did it take for, like, the rest of them? So Swan, Young, um, an older guy, and I think, like, one of the costume designers were sitting – um, adjacent to us at a booth. Right, and then there was another booth with a couple of other people as well. Yes. There were two booths. I don't know the other And then people. we had Moose, Eddie Edwards, um, a producer that I think Pina Gallery oh, talked yeah, there to were the last th- Yeah, time. there were three producers and sitting they, they, next they to got us. There, they got there for some shots, and there were some fans that were buying like all the wrestlers like shots after yeah. shots, and they probably spent at least two or $300 on shots alone. Oh, yeah. They were rocking and rolling on those, but you know it was a, there was a lot of energy. It was a lot of fun. Oh, and then um, Mickey James, Gail Kim, um, Alicia Edwards, and I think uh, two other women came in a yeah. little bit after them. So, it, like this kind of transitioned into maybe about an hour and a half, two yeah. hours after the show. Um, it was a lot of fun. There, I there were there were probably about twenty of the wrestlers in there. Yeah, there was like half of the people that actually wrestled. Um, it was a lot of fun. I always enjoy going there and sitting with the wrestlers. And sometimes they'll talk to you. Sometimes they don't. Um, there was a guy that was sitting next to me that had nothing to do with it. But he was, you know, very happy and cheerful and yeah. friendly. So, anyways. Um, we, we had a good experience. It if, was. If you, if you live in the Vegas area or if you have the opportunity to go to it, go to it. It's a lot of fun. It is. We're going to be there at Turning Point. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be doing what we did this last time. We'll be um, we'll be sitting front row. We go to TGI Fridays before. We'll usually do like a beer or two and an appetizer. Go to the show and come back and do full dinner. So and this was later because they were competing with uh, uh, Dynamite. Right, they had to do the show after Dynamite. So happened. so they did a, yeah. So they did the um, they did the show like an hour later. Mm-hmm. So it was like ten o'clock by the time we get, got out. Yeah. So anyways, what are we going to be talking about next week? Next week we are going to be doing our full review on. Well, we're doing part one. No, there's there's only room for one part because there's a pay per view event on the seventh that we have to do. Oh, that's right. So we are going to be doing the entire season of Dark Side Side of the Ring, 
There's no heckling. There's no history lesson. We're just going to do our review of the dark side of the ring. And we're going to yeah. break it down to bite well, sized because, because, because it's, it's partially a discussion with heckling and it's partially history. Exactly. So why, why would you need anything right. more than that? And there's nothing happening next week as far as pay-per-views and go. Now we're, now, we're not being lazy. The only reason we did not do a heckling or a uh, wrestling this time because we went to Bound for Glory. Yep. And we left like two hours before the show. So we it, it ate up a lot lot of the time that we usually do that right so and and i think we had a pretty full show too mm-hmm. so um like i said next week all of all of um uh yeah yeah so we'll do all of dark side of the ring so if you guys did enjoy this remember to <laughs> like subscribe follow us let us know what you thought were you about for glory did you watch crown jewel let us know what you thoughts in the comments down below share it with your friends become a patron links will be in the link tree down below and as always be majestic